Hello, this is Rafael Davidovich, and welcome to the Explorations Podcast. Today is Friday, which I usually refer to as Festive Friday. And today I would like to speak about something that is slightly controversial, but I don't intend to speak about the controversy involved, and I'm not interested in hearing any of the controversy involved from the listeners. There's simply something I want to share with you. Today on the Hebrew calendar is the 5th day of the month of ER, and it is a Friday. And on Friday, the 5th of ER, 74 years ago, the state of Israel was proclaimed in Tel Aviv right before the Israeli War of Independence began. And since that date, 74 years ago, a lot has happened. One of the things that has happened is that there has been an ongoing interesting controversy as to how or whether this day should be observed in some sort of religious fashion. Obviously, countries have various forms of uh, national day celebrations, whether it's Independence Day or Dominion Day or Australia Day. So it's no surprise that Israel's founding would be celebrated on a political national scale with a and with an independence day the question is should it be celebrated in using the religious forms that we are so accustomed to on other uh, holy days of the year so for example there was has been a debate about whether hallel should be said many in the mizrahi and uh, modern orthodox communities religious zionist communities have made a point of debating this issue whether you should say Hallel with a bracha, without a bracha. Other communities do not say Hallel at all. Other communities have tried to find some sort of middle ground, which is known um, in a humorous vein as the Ben-Gurion option of saying neither Hallel nor Tachanun, <coughs> given that Ben-Gurion said neither Hallel nor Tachanun on Yom Ha'atzma'ut. I would like to introduce another perspective, not another opinion, but another perspective on this issue, which I think is important. I am taking now from the book of Ezra, so this is in the very back of your Tanakhs, almost in the back, in the, it's right before Divra Yamim, the book of Chronicles. Take a look at the book of Ezra. There are many parallels between the modern founding of the state and what happened in the days of Ezra when the second base of Mikdash was rebuilt. The lines that I think are instructive here are in Perak Gimel, this is chapter 3 of Ezra, not Nehemiah, of Ezra, verses 10, 11, and 12. It describes what happened when they began to lay the foundations of the second base of Mikdash. Posuk Yud Aleph, verse 11 says, V'yanu behalel ubehodos l'ashem ki tov, ki lolam chasdo, al Yisrael, People began to say Hallel, to praise Hashem, for His kindness is enduring and, and everlasting for Israel and for the people, and they blew the shofar on the, on the setting of the foundation of the house of God. Then we get to Pasuk Yud Beis. But many of the Kohanim and the Levites and the heads of the families of the elders, the people who saw the first base of Mikdash, when it was still on its foundation, when they saw this house, meaning with their own eyes, they cried, they wept in a loud voice. 
Virabim b'shrua b'simcha laharim ko, which is translated as, while many raise their voices in shouting for joy. So what is going on over here? This mixture that is going on, and now verse 13, People couldn't recognize the, the crying out, the voice of the simcha, with the voice to the voice of the crying of the people. So what is happening over here? I think this is a perfect example of what happens now, every year. There is no doubt in anyone's mind that when paying attention to certain aspects of the state of Israel, that there is a tremendous amount of joy. Even from a purely religious perspective, one can see the hundreds of thousands of Jews who are observant of the Torah and keep Torah and mitzvot and are Shemr Shabbos and the yeshivas filled with thousands of people studying and, and the, the religious schools where people are learning Torah in the Holy Land, which most likely would not have been possible if not for the events of 74 years ago. On the other hand, there is no doubt, and I don't think it can be denied really in any way, that when Zionism was introduced as a concept in the late 1890s, starting in the early 1880s, of course, with Theodore Herzl, when this political version of Zionism came about in the 1880s and 1890s, a, an entire rewriting of the purpose of the Jewish nation and the meaning of Jewish nationhood drove hundreds of thousands of Jews away from Torah observance. And when the State of Israel was founded, a context, a political context, for viewing the Jewish people in colonialist, colonialist and nationalistic terms, for many, was a replacement of viewing the Jewish people in Torah terms. And people were either encouraged, in some weird cases forced, and like I said, the political context of being removed from seeing the Jewish people as a people of the Torah. Now, do you want to argue numbers for numbers? I don't want to do that. I don't have the demo demographic awareness to know which is better, which is worse. But the fact is that there's clearly a mixture. And the mixture is along the lines that Sefer Ezra is describing in limited form. Even though Ezra here, they were they were refounding the temple. They were not merely creating a state or a commonwealth. They were rebuilding the Beis Hamikdash. That was clearly not what happened 74 years ago. So while I owe my own understanding and devotion to Yiddishkeit, to an awareness that I gained on a Yom Hatzma'ut in Israel back in 1990, and I realized that so many Jews in America have come to a greater awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and of Harsinai, and of uh, our, our connection to the Torah element, the spiritual element of the Jewish people, specifically through a perspective of watching the practically biblical events of 74 years ago, we realize that there is a mix over here. Many in the Jewish world took the opposite reaction. In a way, I would consider it in a non-literal sense, to be a sort of equivalent of the para aduma, in a way. The ashes of the red heifer, whose preparation is metameh satahorim u metaheres 
that those people who were involved in the preparation of the uh, red heifer, the paraduma, they became impure. But the whole purpose of the paraduma, ashes, was to purify the Jewish people. So I hope that Akash Baruch will see fit to purify the Jewish people in any historical way he deems appropriate. And I recognize and I'm grateful for all of the good while recognizing that it is a mixed bag as well. So I follow the guidance of my Rosh Yeshiva and my uh, Jewish leaders in terms of not taking a stand. Others have taken a stand, and I fully understand that and appreciate that and have no... Uh, no resentment at all, and I fully understand it. And what I wanted to share with you was that you should appreciate, as the people in Ezra's time appreciated the mixed bag that HaKadosh Baruch Hu often gives us in life, and to make the best and most of that mixed bag. I want to wish all of you a good Shabbos. Take care, everybody.